Good day, everyone. Today is October 18th, 2015. Uh, this is Worlds of Books, and we will be discussing Marrying the Mistress by Joanna Trollope. Um, I've done a little research on her. She was sort of difficult to find out much about, I thought. She was the uh, granddaughter of Anthony Trollope. She was born in 1943, which means, well, um, she is uh, won a, uh, didn't like school particularly until she won a scholarship to Oxford, and then she liked it. She spent her, until 1980, taking care of her three daughters, and writing incidentally, and then in 1980 she became a full-time writer and has gone to um, uh, contemporary novels. And that's really all I could find about her. Um, Anybody want to talk about how they liked the book and what they thought of the book and the characterization and all that good stuff? Well, this is Sherry. I really like the book a lot. Um, I would have picked it for fiction old and new, except that we had already done a Joanna Trollope book not that long ago, it doesn't seem like, but I like this author a lot. And I like this book because it was not a predictable story about a guy having an affair. Usually he's the bad guy, and the wife is, you know, the victim here. And and the wife was a victim, and certainly you can't condone him having the affair, but I ended up really liking him and not liking her at all. And I like the way the kids kind of Simon became a stronger family person and kind of distanced himself a little, and Alan stepped up with his uh, new partner, and they're going to help Laura out at the end. So I I ended up liking the book a lot. I did, too. In fact, I've read several of Joanne Trollope's books, and I think this is my favorite so far. Um, I guess what I like about these kind of books is that the people are all basically normal. You know, they're believable characters, and, and yet, as we see them during the particular time in their life, we see them really making choices that are life-changing choices. And I like books like that. Um, so I have nothing bad to say about this one. And I did like um, all of the characters, really. I, I, I didn't have any problem. Uh, of course, his wife was, you know, was problematic, but, and we can talk about this later. In the beginning, I didn't feel like she was going to cause the kind of problems she did. And I wondered if the rest of you did. I mean, she seemed okay to me in the beginning. Um, I liked the book. Um, I really did like the book. And I don't know what I expected. I mean, the ending was really a good ending and my immediate feeling was that I don't know what I wanted but to me it kind of fell flat at the end but I know it didn't because it ended it really ended well I don't know what I expected um and but, uh, you know, now I can say, after having read it, I guess I finished it two, three weeks ago. And I did like the book. Um, I didn't like the wife. 
Um, she just was not like, I mean, I thought she was sort of cold. And um, I think I did like him. Um, but, but it ended the way it, I mean, it was good that it ended the way it did, I think. I agree. Um, when I read the ending, I kind of went, what? There's got to be more. What's, what's wrong here? You know, but life doesn't tie people up in, in packages and make everything end at the right time. Um, I couldn't stand Simon. He reminded me too much of a, a relative of mine. Um, you know, the, the, the total mommy's boy and the total arrogant. Um, and then he, then he turned out to be okay thanks to his wife, whose name I can't remember. Um, I liked her a lot. I thought she was a stabilizing force in the book. Um, I wasn't sure about, was his name Alan? Yeah, it was. I wasn't sure about him there for a while, and then I decided I really liked him a lot. Um, the, the the people just were were normal people. Now she was cold. You're right. She was. The wife was was very cold and very off-putting, and didn't know how to show her kids that she cared about them, and clung to Simon like a, a barracuda. You know, it was, you've got to do this for me, no one else will. And, and Simon finally had to show that he was enough of a man to walk away. You know, you hate to do that to your parent, but, but when a parent is too demanding, you just have to assert your individuality, especially if you have your own family. And he, he wasn't allowed to deal with his family. She was... She felt herself to be the more important and even more than his wife and, and children, and that is wrong. I really like what you said a lot, Jill. That totally it just sums up the book, that everybody was pretty much normal, and they're dealing with a situation in life as normal people. We don't have any bizarre, strange people. Um, I went into the book expecting to like Laura because I expected her to be more of a victim, but I immediately disliked her. She was just a drama queen and manipulative and, and everything else. And I was glad to see that Simon grew during the book. And another person I really liked was Jack. And I thought it was even that he even had nice friends in his high school that stood by him when this, this crummy girl dumped him and, and his relationship with his grandfather was, was great. Yeah. I like Jack too. Um, and I agree. His relationship with his grandfather was terrific and um, nobody else seemed to well well to even care about what happened to him he was just Jack and um, and it, it was great the, the bond that they forged between them were you guys surprised that Guy and Marion didn't end up getting married I thought that was kind of sad although you know, the way they put it in the book, it was probably the right decision. Well, that's why I thought in the beginning that it fell kind of flat because I expected them to kind of 
go off into the sunset and, you know, everything was going to be wonderful between them. But it was really, it turned out better that they didn't marry each other because he was so much older than she and not that that makes a difference, but it does make a difference. Um, and so I, as I said, I changed my feelings because I think it ended, the book ended the way it should. Uh, things ended amicably, sort of. And, uh, and as has been said, they were kind of all, um, just regular people. But of course Guy was unhappy. How could he not be with Laura? Well, I expected them not to get married, but I really thought that more would be made of the budding friendship between uh, Guy and Marion's mother. I really thought that was going to go. Um, I don't know why I did, but I did. I just seemed that they were getting to be understanding each other and that, you know, that could be made into a a happy ending situation. Um, but no, I, I figured all along they weren't going to get married. There were just too many obstacles, and, and that's a big difference, and the mother was quite right. Well, picturing this happening in my own life, when I, you know, if my parents had gone through something like this, I can't even imagine what Carrie did, like arranging to meet the mistress and being fair and, and trying to accept her and everything. That That's that's pretty amazing. Well, that's kind of what you do to make your, to placate your parent, if you will. I mean, this was only a, a, a daughter-in-law. The sons would, son, the one son did it, the other one did not. Um... And that would be the the uh, placating the parent rather than uh, embracing the mistress. Well, Carrie was very stable. She had her feet on the ground. She um, um, she really did the right thing. Joni, you're really hard to hear. I missed that. I didn't know. Is that better? A hundred times better. Sorry about that. I had my mic in a different position and uh, so I moved it and moved my face and I hope that's good yes ma'am oh I, I had just said that I liked Carrie a lot and I was um, and she was stable and um, she really was a good person I think my only criticism and and it's really a criticism I have about almost all of the new books that are coming out. They seem to have to have one character that's a homosexual. Have you all noticed this? Um, and it's not that I have, you know, a thing against that. It's just I feel like do we have to have this because it's such a new concept that we're all expected to get used to? So I'm kind of curious to know if anyone else reacted that way. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, to me, I guess I, I'm, I'm enjoying that, unless they throw a character in just for the sake of being gay. But when they throw in one like this who's 
a normal person. I appreciate it because I have gay people and, you know, relatives in my life, I guess. And I'm thinking that maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I would think most people would know a gay person or have a gay person in their family also. So it doesn't seem that unusual to have one in the story. But I have come across a couple books, and I can't think of them right now, where it seemed like the person was more of a token than I felt like in this book. Well, I felt as though it really wouldn't have mattered whether he was gay or not. He could be a straight guy with the same sentiments and, and be, be well, a straight guy. I, I thought, that, And I have found that, too, that, that people don't necessarily... I mean, I don't go around saying, well, I'm a heterosexual, and... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think it's necessary to um, stress the homosexuality, but um, that's the age we live in, girls. I felt the same way about Alan. That um, with his personality, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, they wouldn't have even needed to tell us, except that you know, at the end, it's kind of you know nice to know. But um, it it just seems like it needs to be a token person in the book now, and I guess that is the difference. Uh, if I feel like there's a, a real real person there, and we need to know, that's one thing. And just to have it, because it seems to be what authors have to do nowadays, then I resent it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, obviously, in this book, we would have known because he had Charlie as boyfriend, and I like it better when they introduce it like they'll just say that, you know, Alan and his boyfriend came to dinner rather than making a mention earlier in their book, her son Alan, who happens to be gay. There's no reason to mention it unless you're mentioning it in the context of one of the storylines or the person's partner or something that's going on in the book. You know, I think that books have trends, and like now you have like almost every book has to have short chapters. Every book has a prologue and an epilogue. Um, and I think that that's how books, they get very trendy. They all have to do what the other one has done. Um, and today, because there's so much talk about homosexuality and about um, the different gender um uh, changes in gender and, 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 and all the stuff that people just put it in their books because it's kind of trendy. Well, they decided to make the short chapters in books for people who were driving and, and uh, listening in their cars, and they wanted to make them universal in case someone would you know who knows what book is going to end up being being a an audible book audio book so that's one of the reason one of the main reasons that they made them short wow i've never heard that that totally makes sense one of the trends that i find annoying is that every fiction book has to say like marrying the mistress colon a novel as if you don't know it's a novel or you wouldn't know i have often wondered if the actual physical books and bookstores on the cover page actually says a novel on them, or they're just, maybe that's a barred thing. Oh, no, it's it's on the title page. Yeah, it's, it's like that people have to be told that if it's fiction, it's a novel. 
Well, a lot of nonfiction books, too, it's almost inevitable that you'll have a short title, a colon, and then a long description. You, like the title isn't good enough without a semi-short description of the book following a colon after the title. And at one time I used to, well, I, I keep a record of the books I read because I read enough and, you know, I don't, I, I don't remember what I've read and I don't want to read it again. I mean, life is too short, you know. So I, I have um, thousands of books listed and I would write the subtitle, but it just got so long. Some of these titles are, are describe half the book that I just write the um, the uh, title and leave the subtitle or the, the rest of the title after the colon go. And it's too bad because it gives you a clue as to what the book wa- is. Yeah, well, when I go to Barter Bookshare, <clears throat> I do the same thing. I just put in the author, I mean the title and the author, and figure, well, you know what I'm talking about. And, of course, I, it depends on if I have the book number. But um, with Bookshare, just put the title up to the colon and then the author and figure, well, if I search, you should be able to find it for me. And they do. Well, what other earth-shattering things have we got to say about this book? Yeah, I guess it's tough when we all like the book and there's not a lot of crummy people to talk about. Um, Maybe, what do you guys think? It sounded like to me at the end that Alan and Charlie just kind of swooped in there and they were going to, oh, yeah, of course you're moving, Laura. We're going to help you move and we're going to help you find a new place, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember being struck. This was typical Laura. She was complaining in her mind that they brought her coffee in a mug instead of a cup. Heaven forbid. But um, did you guys get the impression that going forward they were going to move her and do you think that she would continue her, in her ways, or do you think she'd modify her ways in order to get along with Simon and his family? Oh, no. She wouldn't modify her ways. She will go. She would move. They would move her, and she would go kicking and screaming and probably never speak to them again, but really work on Simon. I mean, people don't change. No, they don't. And if anything, they get worse as they get older. That's why we're all just so much nicer. And every year we just get nicer and nicer and nicer because we're nice people. But um, um, no, but really, a person like Laura will get worse and worse and they'll move her and things will be wrong with the place they moved her to. Whatever they do, she'll be unhappy with because those kinds of people are never happy and always complaining and and finding things that are wrong. And Alan and Charlie were being awfully good. Um, and for a little while, I would imagine she'd be all right, but then she'd find fault. Yeah, I suspect that's the case, too, that she'll end up alien every, alienating everyone. She also had a friend in the book, Wendy, who must be a very tolerant friend or maybe it was her sister i don't remember it was a friend and she would tell her you know you're not you're not being rational and all that and and you know when we when you get um the older you get the more set you are in your ways i have found um i may be wrong maybe some people are more 
more um, easily uh, moved, etc., than I would be. But I'm, I'm, well, I'm. The thought of moving is 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 almost terrorizing. You know, I, I mean, I know I have to do it, but uh, oh God. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've moved very few times in my life, and those times have been absolutely days of horror. I'm sorry, I don't know. No, I'm speaking, speaking into the microphone better. Um, it's very hard. And I think um, um, as you get older, it's probably harder. I mean, you get used to a place, you, you just want to stay there. I mean, for many of us that don't like change, the thought of going to a new place is, oh, my God, no. But I know where I live, and I know everything here, and, oh, I might have to make new friends and stuff. Well, I've come for myself. If I had to move, and it was a place that I really liked, I might. Um... I love my apartment here, and um, I'm not thrilled with my neighbors because they ignore me. And except for Halloween, now I'm going to have thousands of kids. But otherwise, um, they're not that friendly, and they think I'm contagious. So, you know, but. I have enough friends that I have nothing to do with my neighbors very much. Um, if I could move my apartment somewhere else, I would love it because I love the place I live in. Well, I've moved three times in the past 12 years, so I'm I'm kind of rootless at the moment, but I'm sure going to be happy to get back where my roots are. I remember <laughs> saying at one time when I had to move, I am never, never going to do this again. And I've just gone through making another move, and I think that's the third one since I said I'm never going to do this again. But i just got to share with you guys because it's so unusual. Um, I've been writing for the last six years, and before that I always owned my home. And... I never thought at my age I would ever own my home again. But I live in a village where the green area and actually the outside of the houses are all taken care of. It's a homeowners association kind of thing. <clears throat> well, my daughter also lives in the village, and which is why I moved there to, to rent in the first place. And now, all of a sudden, her daughter, which is my granddaughter, found a place that's literally four doors down from her, and then what should happen? But a house came on the market that almost never does because they're single-story houses, and most of the houses are two-story. House came on the market, and I knew about it, and I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. And so here I am with a granddaughter and a daughter right down the street, and it couldn't have been a better move for me. So you can all be happy for me. Oh, that is colossal. That's exactly what they're trying to do with me. They want to move me to where my, uh, on the same block that my daughter is, 
and my granddaughter hangs out there all the time. Yes, and it, that's something you can really rejoice in. I, 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 I can't wait for it. That's great, Jill. And I think, you know, all of us seem to be realistic about how horrible the move is. So if you're expecting it to be bad, then you know you're just going to have to put up with it and get through it, and then things will be better once you're done. Jill, that is fantastic. And Mickey, it's great for you, too. You know, um, I live alone, and I have some cousins that don't live too far from me, but my sister is in Arizona, and I wish that we lived closer together, but we don't, and we won't probably, um, even though we talk to each other, you know, a bunch of times a day and everything, but um, it's so good to be with your family. Well, we have strayed away from the book a bit, so uh, looking at the idea that we've discussed what needs discussing and and are now um, just talking. Shall we consider what book we want to read next month? No, I have no suggestions. Did we talk about a book last month that we were going to read in November? I don't remember. No, if we did, um, I don't really remember that we did. But uh, it would be nice if we had. I only remember the uh, marrying the mistress. Well, then, of course, we get into the whole thing, which is one of the reasons I like this list, because it's so broad. Um, do we want to read another fiction book, or now do we want to go to nonfiction? Well, I think it's time for a nonfiction. Have we ever done a, a memoir? I mean, I don't have any real suggestions offhand, but it sure wouldn't fi- hard, be hard to find a memoir that I think we could all agree we would be interested in that. Well, I'm up for anything. Sherry, you're one of the Book Maven group. I mean, you are a, you are, I am, we are. Um, did you read anything neat in the past few months that you think we shouldn't read that your group isn't reading? I was just looking through my list. I, I'm like you, Mickey. I keep a list of what I've read, and I also have a separate spreadsheet that has books that were my favorites. So I was looking through there for favorite nonfiction lately. Um, it's too bad we already did Somebody already did Dead Weight, the Lusitania book. That was excellent. Um, I don't know. Give me a second. I'll see if I find something. I can't even remember offhand what's really being pushed on the on the list. You know that people are all talking about. Well, of course, Nightingale does come to mind, but uh, and I'm in the middle of reading it. But you know, it's just one more war type story and. Uh, I think I'm kind of getting burned out on more time stories. Well, I have no idea if this is good or not because I haven't read it yet, but it's by Bill Bryson, and I have read other books of his that are quite good. He's a British author, and it's called I'm No Stranger Here Myself, and it's about his experiences when he first came to this country. So I think it's sort of memoir-ish, and it's about eight hours long. I don't have a DB number, and I'm not on Bard to read the annotation right now. I like Bill Bryson. I move that we take that. Sounds good to me. Uh, it's called I'm No Stranger Here Myself? Right. It's actually I'm a stranger here myself. I got it wrong. And then it has a colon, of course. <laughs> and and then let me check the rest. Is this going to be B-I-L-L-B-R-Y-S-O-N? 
And the rest of it is returning to America after 20 years of being away or something like that. So it's I'm a stranger here myself, colon, and yes, it is B-B-I-L-L and Bryson, B-R-Y as in Yahoo, S-O-N. Just don't blame me if it's awful. I actually haven't read it yet. Bill Bryson is never awful. (laughs) I really enjoy reading him. Um, Would some kind person tell me what the mystery book is for next week? Vanishing Point. Thank you. I knew it was Thomas Perry, but I couldn't decide which one it was. It's actually Vanishing Act. Oh, I'm sorry. There goes my memory again. Sorry. Well, thank you. Um, I think we should probably stop the recording, and I need to go and do some things. But thank you for coming. Our next meeting will be, I believe, the 15th. 